you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. The Around the League Podcast has been linked to on Drudge Report. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Let's pick it up, Dan. You usually come with a little more That was a energy. little low tempo. What's the... Well, now you're in my head a little bit. Well, what's the issue? There is no issue. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag <laughs> rise and grind. Well, Dan's shift started today before <laughs> 10 in the morning, so he's it's tough. I don't uh, want to hear it. Um... <laughs> I'm in at 6 tomorrow, by the way, 6 a.m., so I'm all over the map. I'm the utility man of the schedule. Everybody knows this. You're hashtag, a, a Quinones. <laughs> hashtag ATL mailbag, which people should use the gold standard behind the glass. Our producer, Zach Goldman. How are you, buddy? Doing great. Thanks for the full name intro. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, the man we call the gold standard. We should tell our listeners to use the hashtag ATL mailbag on Twitter and send us questions, and every once in a while we'll answer them. Absolutely. Zach Usually so genteel. Came with some Packers Patriots trash talk was today. Big. I was I was just surprised because he's always such a nice guy, and then he just walks by, points at uh, the Packers Patriots Super Bowl replay going on right now. He's a Packers fan. He knows my fandom. He's just like, you like this game? Enjoy this one. How do you really hurt a Patriots no. fan's feelings? He's like, excuse me, three Super Bowls post this. I date. think I think only Giants fans can truly hurt a Patriots fan. Fair. How like do you get within. to be a Packers fan via Oxford, England? Uh, so my first grade teacher lived next door to Sean Jones. Oh, all right. wow! I didn't have a wow. I didn't have a team at that point, mm, and so she lured me to the the dark side of the. You had a side. first grade teacher that lured you somewhere. I would like yeah, to be lured actually, by a first probably grade a great teacher. choice of words just now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, all right, well that checks out. <laughs> we'll sign off on that. All right, big show today. We are going to. Uh, Go through our list. We'll go back down into the lab. It's that time of year to uh, do plenty of laboratory work with the scientists and go through uh, best free agent fits. We're going to kind of – each of us are going to grab 
two names off the list and kind of pontificate. Is that the right word? We're all putting on lab coats today. We were all scientists. Not just the scientists. Yeah. Today we are all scientists. I think Dan and I are obviously lab partners. Well, well, you guys have been (laughs) you guys have been studying, and uh, you did well on your final exam, and it's it's time to give you a promotion. So we'll be doing that. We're going to have a little conversation about um, Jimmy Graham that maybe will get Wes riled up. A big part of the show is getting Wes riled up. We're hoping that will happen. I haven't had a good rant in a few weeks. But we'll start as we almost always do the gold standard with some news. All right, we start in Seattle, where Brandon Browner's indefinite suspension from the NFL is over. Uh, the cornerback still will miss the start of the 2014 season. He'll be suspended four games, and then he'll have to pass up four more game checks after that. But ultimately, he's surprisingly in the mix now with free agency around the corner. If I'm Brandon Browner, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll just be suspended eight games. <laughs> if I'm not going to get paid for four of them, just... Keep me out. I don't want to play for free. Give me a break. Yeah, but that strategy would affect his <laughs> signing potential. I'm not so sure that works for free agents. I guess that's not an option, but that is I that is weird. You're, it was down on, you're a little de- more down on Browner than Wes and I are, I think. Well, yeah, let's talk about where we where he fits as a free agent a Wait, little bit. Wait, before we do that, though, let's talk about how Brandon Browner stared down these shadowy league figures and live to tell the tale. Maybe this is a lesson for all of us here and behind the glass, Zach. Whenever things start to get hairy, just double down. Maybe the shadowy league figures aren't so bad. No, we should not do that. <laughs> so basically, Dan's saying if the next time some sort of dispute comes up with a superior, <laughs> threaten to sue the living daylights out of them, which yes. I believe was the quote from Browner's agent. And that was the last we heard of him. And uh, <laughs> the next time uh, we hear from them, he's back. Brandon Got in my Browner. back pocket. So it worked. It's an interesting strategy. I'll have to keep note of that. I don't like that strategy. <laughs> All right, Greg, as you were. Uh, I'm surprised. This No one expected Browner to be reinstated, but he had a strong case. It had to do, apparently, with when he was in the CFL, missing drug tests, and whatever it was. We don't know all the details. Clearly, the NFL listened, and they came to a compromise, and now he'll be back. So you guys think he's a difference maker, Mark? No, West? no, no. No, I think you talked about how, oh, he's out for four games, and that's a big issue. For me, I look back on last season where Gronkowski was out for a long period of time, Crabtree was out, Von Miller was out. It, these guys, for a team that's going to sign him, Browner, and Adam as a sort of a final piece in the defensive backfield – and a playoff-type team, it's fine to not have a guy for a yeah, month. He's also not at that level of those three, three names you brought up. I'm not saying he is, but I don't have a big problem with missing a guy who's a contributor for the first month of the season. That's all I'm saying. I think people do forget that entering this past season, he was viewed as a legitimate member of the Legion of Boom, and it was only after his suspension that people started to kind of pile on on the guy and say that he was really no good anyway. I mean, is well, it, no good. He was struggling. Totally unfair. He was struggling in 2013, but there were a lot of injuries involved. Point is, you know, yes, he's not a young guy, but he's not old either. I mean, he could end up being a low-cost, high-upside guy for somebody. Turns 30, which isn't young for a cornerback. Uh, and I think he made the Pro Bowl his first year in the NFL after coming from the CFL because he had six interceptions, 200-something yards on those interceptions, and two touchdowns. So he was on the highlight reel. He was making big plays. But I think the lesson here is that you can stick anybody in that defensive backfield. 
opposite Sherman with Earl, Tub- Earl Thomas covering your bases, and they're going to play well. They coach him up. Exactly. I think Seattle Seahawks defensive backs right now are like New England Patriots wide receivers from the middle of the last decade. You don't want to sign them when they go away from New England or else you're going to get a big steaming pile of David Givens or Deion Branch or <laughs> David Patton. That's what Browner's going to be. Gus Bradley is going to zoom well, in yeah, and take I, the sky. I agree with Mark. I would look for the Jags maybe to hmm. snatch him up. Uh, interesting news out of Buffalo where Aaron Williams uh, signed a four-year, $26 million deal. Really interesting because of uh, his partner in the secondary there. Jairus Bird is ready to leave town, and they didn't use the franchise tag. And then they go and they lock up Aaron Williams. Isn't this a little odd? No, I think it makes sense. It means that despite what a bill source told NFL media insider Ian Rappaport, this is totally related to Bird. They want Williams to play center field back there, I would imagine, He's a former cornerback. He was drafted as a cornerback, so he's best he's best suited to that coverage role anyway. So you're saying someone would lie to Ian Rappaport? I'm saying in the NFL, if you're Impossible. not lying, you're not trying. Ooh, I think it's Owza. a little upstate New York good cop bad cop scenario where it's we're not going to play with Bird here. He's going to make it hard th- hard for us. So we're going to go take your teammate, probably a guy that you text and hang out with a lot in the position room, and just give him a nice new we contract. Call the, Have a nice day. We call this pulling a Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Wallace, you don't mm. want our contract? We're giving it to Antonio Brown. There you go. That worked out well. Kind of like Carlos Dunlap, too, last year with right, the Bengals. Michael Johnson. But if I'm a Bills fan, it's annoying because hey, we can't afford and we don't want to pay the guy who's one of the very best at his positions, so let's take the B Give him well, a decent contract and keep him around. Bills fans have been annoyed since pre-9-11, right. so it's just more of the same. <laughs> this is kind of a Bills type of move. A cheap move. That's fair. So that's a bad move then. I think so. Well, I don't know. Enough. I don't know if Aaron Williams is bad on his own merit, but you hate to see someone that's better at the position leave when it's you're... It's underwhelming. Bo and Luke Duke aren't even in Buffalo anymore, and they're still making these kind of moves. <laughs> And, Mark, as a uh, native of the state of New York, upstate New York, there are, you said, good cops, bad cops, some bad cops up there. I'm sure. You a guys lot are, of good cops, too. You guys are from upstate New York. I was based. born there. But I don't like to think of uh, Rockland County as right, upstate. Right, right, right. I was but born Mark, in Rochester. Mark. Not too far, far from Canada. Did you, Niagara Falls. Did you guys know that, that is upstate. Bill's fans referred to Chan Gailey and Buddy Nick says Bo and Luke Duke? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, we did. This is awesome. Uh, moving on, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a busy Wednesday on the same Wes day. Wes was laughing about that to himself <laughs> for a minute before he made the joke and a minute after he made the joke. at it at 4 o'clock this afternoon. And none of us knew what he was laughing at. We just let it go. Some things are perfect <laughs> together like salt and pepper, peanut butter and jelly, Chris Wessling and Dukes of Hazard. Hazard. All these things. <laughs> um, that is Dukes of Hazard, right? Correct. Come on. Or oh, I chips? forgot. Wow. You, you were knee high to chips. a gym buck. Was it chips? No, it was not no. chips. Chips was That's California Highway Patrol. This is where the generational divide come in. I, I so never saw that Dukes show. Of Hazard? Yes. yes. Oh, so I had it right. So get off. Well, I, you quickly hop to get another franchise. Me. Hashtag. Get off. <laughs> Uh, moving forward. Greg, were you saying something? Greg? No. Yeah. <laughs> there was a generation <laughs> divide. That was like the 40 and over divide. We could uh, talk full house if that's more comfortable for you. <laughs> I, know, I know my full house. Gold standard, I can guarantee you, he didn't know what you were talking about. No, I was blank. But full house, I can, I can vibe with that. Gold yeah. standard, were you even 10 when the, uh, when the Jessica Simpson version of Dukes of Hazard came out? <laughs> I was, in fact, 
Yeah, older than okay. Tyler. Thank you. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers had a busy day on Wednesday. In addition to uh, handing out contract extensions to Troy Polamalu and Heath Miller, the team also released longtime linebacker Larry Foote, offensive tackle Levi Brown, and cornerback Curtis Brown. Just kind of housekeeping for uh, Dave Damashek's team, correct? Just freeing up roster salary cap space. Well, it's keeping Palomalu around. That was a decision they had to make. This is the one we expected. It's nice to see. I mean, don't you like it when players like Troy Palomalu have a chance to stay with the same team? And it was a little dodgy there. I think if he didn't stay healthy this last year, they would have cut him, but he had an okay year. Played 16 games. Well, yeah, look he had, at, he, he was fine. Year. He, he had, had a good year. year. Well, you could have seen it if Larry, if Larry Foote and Palomaro switched roles. Foote's the one that got hurt early in the year. He was one of their best players on defense in 2012. Gets hurt early in 2013. He gone. NFL, no, nothing surprising out of Pittsburgh. They are in terrible cap hell. They're right now, I think, about 11.6 over. And I think they're not done making moves. Yeah, everyone thinks they're cutting Lamar Woodley. Chris and I aren't. Chris has brought me around to the side that Maybe they do keep them around. Well, they, what do they Maybe. have to gain? You know, it would be it? great. That, wouldn't cutting, you love it as a Steelers fan that you pay Lamar Woodley to go away and then he makes the Pro Bowl in another uniform? I put him with put him in Cincy with uh, James Lamar Harris. Woodley. He's had a bad couple of years. I know that they think he's been overweight and hasn't been in shape and hasn't lived up to his contract. But he's arguably the best talent oh, i said arguably he, he's probably the best talent <laughs> on that side of the ball right now i've made a strong stance against the word arguably down in the newsroom i i'm happy wesseling uh, <laughs> is taking myself. it to heart woodley is a guy that i think it's misunderstood if he's cut now you can still give him the post june 1st designation but it doesn't really help your cap situation in the short term so why not see what he looks like in the off season is he motivated is he back in shape yeah maybe give him a shot uh, big news, Wes. You're going to enjoy this one. Chris Johnson tweeted today that uh, his talks with the Tennessee Titans about his contract situation. Wait, we're doing this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we're doing it. Talks are at a standstill, Wes. So just so you know, I know downstairs you you thought it was very important that we did this story, both on the website and talk about it on the podcast. Chris Johnson <laughs> might be back with Tennessee, but he doesn't know, and neither do we. Wes. Well, it's nice to have an update on the no update that we've had the, for the last three months on his status. Nothing has changed, but this is the <laughs> NFL news business we live in in order to keep up with the Joneses. Whenever somebody tweets nonsense that means nothing, we have to write about it to keep up with the other websites. Is this like your Jerry Maguire moment where you write look, the, uh, he's coming so, with me. the manifesto? Look, it's we bemoan the fact that... Who's coming with me? In today's Wes. NFL news coverage, we don't get an offseason because... There's all this news we have to write about. And we could change this. We are the instrument of change. When Chris Johnson tweets, there's no update. You know what that is? That's a hint to all NFL writers. Don't write about me today. There's no update. Be the change you want to see in the world. Well, he was. Mikhail Gorbachev, 1986. That was him. That was Huey Lewis, actually. (laughs) We're just layering on the inside jokes that none of our listeners have any idea what's happening. Well, uh, we were told at the Combine, there are some people from other sites that listen to this podcast. I would like to make a pact right now. Mm. Guys, when people say nothing, when this obviously not news, let's stop making it into news. Dan loves writing about Chris Johnson, <laughs> and he was into writing this post. CJ2K. I, for one, wasn't going to stand in his way. It was... Listen, the update is that there is no update, which is actually an update. 
when this close well, to Well, I think we should do this for everyone. Uh, we do. Look, update. <laughs> Andy Dalton is still the Bengals quarterback. Write 200 words on it. <laughs> Get paid. That um, actually... I, yeah, Wes, come on. You put down the violin. It's not a, That's what we do for With the right headline, Chris, I think that post could work. The Dalton post. Do well, I think. <laughs> it would do, do very, very well. well on our Look, website. if you want to make it an, Highly a, an analysis piece, a jumping off piece, I'm all for that. But let's not just follow every breadcrumb laid down by athletes on Twitter. All right. Well, he made his stand, and uh, we're happy he did. And I'm glad I brought it up in the studio. Um, I like that you didn't tell anyone you were going to bring that up. It was like a sneak attack. <laughs> all right. So this is not. That is the end of the news. Um, this is a topic. It's semi-news, but I want to kind of bring it up independent of the news um, within the structure of this podcast. Uh, a Packers official told Mike. Uh, we talked about Jimmy Graham a little bit on Friday, I believe it was. And Wes, you had said that you I, were. I said if I was running the Packers, I would at least consider the option, knowing that they haven't drafted well in the late first round, of giving up two first-round picks for a difference maker like Jimmy Graham. Well, that's very interesting because Mike Freeman of Bleacher Report spoke to some people on this topic about Graham, and now that the Saints have put the non-exclusive franchise tag, is it possible someone would uh, go after Graham in free agency? If you signed Graham to a contract, not only would you have to pay him the money, but you would also surrender two first-round picks to the Saints. Um, two interesting quotes. Uh, one is from a AFC general manager, unnamed, said, I think the only players more valuable than Jimmy Graham are three or four quarterbacks. That's it, which I thought was very interesting. And then a Packers official told Freeman that the idea of giving up that much for a tight end was, quote, dumb, beyond dumb, ellipses, won't happen. I feel like he was speaking directly to me. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. It's It's interesting. First of all, I don't know who that AFC general manager is. He'll probably be fired within six to 12 months. Mark had a good theory. Why? Well, I know I felt that it was potentially someone like Dave Gettleman or a, you know, an opposing <laughs> NFC South GM saying, listen, just call me an AFC GM, but let's drive the price up. Let's get things going. But honestly, the only the Packers do make some sense because one of the three or four quarterbacks that would be valued above Jimmy Graham is on the Packers. If so? you aren't a team, well, no, but if you aren't a team that's sitting on the cusp of potential Super Bowl glory, we're adding Jimmy Graham, maybe turns your offense from highly intriguing and dangerous to elite. That's who you give up no, two number one picks for. If for any team less than that, it's a disastrous idea. Yeah, but is mm. is defense the problem in Green Bay? Is getting a a, a I mean, is offense a problem in Green Bay? Is getting a tight end going to put them over Losing the Losing Finley, but adding adding Graham would turn that offense into a, an outrage. And, Wes, you, you asked, you know, why why I had an issue with that quote. I mean, three or f- Jimmy Graham is potentially the number five most valuable player in the entire NFL right now. Before his plantar fascia tear last year, which nobody wants to acknowledge ever happened, you never hear an, a national analyst ever mention Jimmy Graham's injury. He went from averaging 120 yards a game before the injury to 50-something yards after the injury. He was a totally different player. In mid-October, Jimmy Graham was mentioned as an MVP candidate. He was the most unstoppable offensive player in the league in by mid-October. Well, are you making a case for him because he has an injury, though? Plantar fascia and foot injuries to me would be look at Antonio Gates one reason not to trade for him just because you don't have all the information on that that's a fair point 
I, I don't think you yes. can call him the fifth most <laughs> valuable player in football, healthy or not, because of the way that football operates. There are already five or six quarterbacks I'd take over Jimmy Graham from a team-building perspective in a second. What I do agree with hmm. what you said, Wes. Cornerbacks, he said? Quarter. Well, he said non-quarterbacks, right? No, no. I mean, he's saying after three or four quarterbacks, Jimmy Graham was the most valuable. I'd say that's that's generous on Graham's part. I would say on most lists as of mid-October, he was behind only Peyton Manning in the MVP race last year hmm. before the injury. I would always take a top wide receiver over Jimmy Graham. But he wouldn't considers you? himself a wide receiver. I, wouldn't you take A.J. Green and Calvin Johnson and the very best of the best wide receivers over Jimmy Graham? Calvin Johnson, yes. A.J. Green, I don't know. Julio Jones. You know I love Julio Jones. Greg I'd take Little. Julio Bryant. Jones over just about anybody. Josh Gordon. How about uh, Devon no, Bess? Not, no way Josh Gordon over Des? Jimmy Graham. No way. Bess. Devon Bess. <laughs> <laughs> Rele- released today. We didn't mention that. That's, That's part of the news. Hang in there, Devon. That's my analysis. I think some GMs are talking Get some healthy. funny talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, it's uh, it's that time. Uh, really on a run uh, right now with going down to the lab. So let's go down to the lab. Clo- yeah, close the door behind. Thanks, Mark. All right. Lyle, get out of here. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Little monster. All right, gentlemen. So someone pick up the phone. <laughs> Nobody ever picks up the phone. Uh, we wrote a joint piece on Tuesday uh, for the Around the League blog, uh, NFL.com backslash ATL. Is that correct? <laughs> Greg shrugs. <laughs> All right. Um, breaking down, I guess each of us took two predictions, uh, free agents, and try to pair them with a team. So we'll just go around the room, and uh, we'll try to be kind of quick with this. But we'll start with Wes, who postulates Hakeem Nix to the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Sell it. I haven't recovered from your use of postulating. (laughs) Nicely done. $3. Well, Hakeem Nix is from Carolina, went to high school there, was a a star at the University of North Carolina. So it's a homecoming for him. Dave Gettleman, their general manager, was brought up in the Giants organization for years, was there when they drafted him, so he's familiar with Knicks. They need wide receivers desperately. Ginn and LaFell are free agents. Steve Smith's future is up in the air. Keem Knicks comes in. Even if they keep Steve, keep Steve Smith, they need another receiver. So I like this fit a lot. I just got to jump in because, you know, one of my skills that you guys don't know about <laughs> as a scientist, ability to forecast the future. And uh, those skills... Tell me that Wesleyan's going to include Hakeem Nicks on another piece this week. <laughs> Biggest bust in free agency. So you don't think that Nicks is wow. actually most overpaid players in free agency. You don't think Nicks would necessarily be a good idea for Carolina. You just see this as a fit. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Hakeem Nicks was ostensibly healthy last year and made not, a, made not a single play all year. So, yeah, he, he looks like a candidate to be overpaid. Mm. I like I like taking a swing on Kim Nix. That's why he's on here. Yeah. All right, Mark, I will throw it to you now. You predict to your Cleveland Browns, they solve all their issues in the backfield with one depth signing, Ben Tate. Well, I, number one, this seemed like a home run back when Mike Lombardi was the general manager there. And I, I think because the running back class is so, for lack of another word, crappy, like – 
it still makes sense because there aren't another there aren't a lot of guys that you could go plug in and say this is a potential lead horse. I'm not sure Tate's that guy, but I think the Cleveland would see him potentially as that that player, and they absolutely have nothing in their backfield outside of a few third down scat back types. Uh, so Tate to me is the best combination of age. He hasn't been overused in Houston. I mean, he's got durability. He's got question marks. There's no there's no arguing that. But if they hit on him, and listen, they're ripe to overpay for him potentially too. But I see him as a likely fit for Cleveland solving a big hole and then maybe drafting a running back as well. We have another piece that will be going up uh, later this week about potentially guys that can get overpaid. I'm a little concerned that Tate ends up getting too much money. I remember money. that when I said that. A minute ago. Three minutes ago. <laughs> Did you? All right. Well, I apologize. He's in the house chair. It's excusable. I was busy, all right? Yeah. I, I respect everything you guys say. So you've seen, Mark, enough of Tate personally where you'd be comfortable with him being your guy? Again, it's a really ruggedly thin running back class. It's not the guy I'd pick over anyone else, but of the group of the people available. Like I said, I think they will. Again, there seems to be a common thread of you not listening to anything (laughs) anyone in the room is saying. Is ruggedly thin in style again? Yes, it is. Like, I don't know. They're going to definitely draft a guy to pair with I think a, a Ben Tate. There's no one. There aren't that many one running back backfields anymore, and I wouldn't see that being the case in Cleveland. It's didn't, anathema. Didn't didn't he get coached by Kyle Shanahan in Houston? Well, but he. You know, I had a weird thought in the middle of the night. So did right. their quarterback. I had a weird feeling that Cleveland may sign <laughs> may sign their quarterback. Well, Shot job. Yeah, I have a weird. It took feeling. me a while. Like, no, in the Get middle of the night, I was thinking that they may bring in shop because <laughs> the they have the nothing. Night. They've got nothing. Mark. I'll moonwalk past your desk if they do. Mark, I apologize for hitting your points. It's just that it happens when you talk, you hit every relevant point, mm. and there's nothing left. I for make the rest it tough for you to find a second angle. I'm sorry. It's like somebody's uncle at Thanksgiving. There's nothing left but <laughs> carnage. <laughs> is that right, <laughs> Greg? This is a very interesting one that I enjoyed um, quite a lot. Forget no, about the Lions. Kissing up to his Forget boss. about the Lions. Oh, finding, it's, all, it's all for show. Finally I know finding he doesn't Titus mean Young. It. Titus Young's replacement. Forget about Ooh. Nate Burleson. That's over. How about Jermichael Finley as Calvin Johnson's sidekick? Yeah, everyone's talking about you got to get another pair of hands there. They can't afford to pay so much money at wide receiver or at receiver in general. You can't afford Eric Decker's contract, Knicks. You know, they got to shop at the bargain basement bin for wide receivers. But how about your number two wide receiver be your tight end? Jermichael Finley, take a shot. We say that we like to take a swing for the fences in free agency. Don't go for guys that are just going to be average starters and pay them a lot of money. Sign a guy on a one-year deal because he's obviously down in value coming off his surgery, and you have to check him out medically. He has to pass with it. But wouldn't that be a nice nice little addition for Matthew Stafford and the boys? It, it would, and, you know, he does have the requisite dropsies, which, you know, will make Matthew Stafford feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> Very Brandon Pettigrew-like. Well, they have to sign someone. Kind of like Mark is predicting Tate to the Browns. I mean, there's no doubt they're signing a running back in Cleveland. They have to sign one, maybe two. It's going to happen. The Lions are going to sign a tight end. It could be Brandon Pettigrew bringing him back. I think his price tag from the rumors that are out there is insane. I'd rather take a shot with him. Um, somewhat related, I just wanted to bring this up. I spoke with James Jones, uh, pending free agent name, receiver. Name 
and he had an interesting quasi burn of uh, Matt Stafford. I thought. Don't He's, make it sound like you guys were out at a bar or know, something like that. I don't know where we set were. Set up through work. Jones said that he wouldn't sign with a team that didn't have an entrenched quarterback. Uh, he had this to say. This kind of off the cuff. It's different for me as a receiver because you need a good quarterback to be successful. Yeah, you have the Calvin Johnsons, but even Matthew Stafford's a decent quarterback. Mm. Decent. Decent bomb. He also gave you some nuggets of some teams he was looking at. Yeah, he was looking oh, at, we're at it. the Colts and the Chargers. He dropped them specifically as two teams if the Packers don't sign him, which they probably two won't. Two great fits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For him and for them. I think Jones would be a really nice little second or third receiver for some. I'm coming around on James Jones. I really like yeah. him. Yeah. And that's a good score s- one for me again on the scientist battle. <laughs> <laughs> they have scoreboards and scientist layers. The fans like are keeping track. Um, speaking of the Colts and wide receivers, uh, I predict that Eric Decker will land with the Colts. Mm. That's what I feel is going to happen. I know the Colts have perhaps a bigger need or a greater need to spend their money fixing the middle of their offensive line, which has been an issue um, since Andrew Luck got there. Uh, but when you think about it, Reggie Wayne, he is coming back off the serious knee injury. We don't know how much longer he'll be around or if he's still Reggie Wayne. You put Eric Decker, who Wes loves, next to T.Y. Hilton, that forms a pretty nice one-two punch for seven, eight years potentially. That's that's nice. Well, they got the money to do it. And, you know, I, I, Wes is under the impression that we keep trashing Decker, which I think the angle is more on something that you actually brought up initially, Wes, is that Decker is the wrong guy for probably three-quarters of the league. He's the right guy for a couple of different offenses. He's perfect for Indy. I don't think he's perfect unless well, he's the a price good is right. If he's paid like a number one receiver, and I do think he will get paid at least what Greg Jennings got last year, which is $8, 9000000 million a year, I don't think he's the right Would fit. Would you rather overpay for Eric Decker, a very good football player, or overpay for the likes of Eric Walden, Donald Thomas, Laurent Landry <laughs> and Ricky Jean Francois in one off. I'm with you. I think we're all with you. I think yeah. if you're getting a good player and you have the salary right. cap space, pay what you it don't, takes to get I it. think the thing is, you don't want to be a team that has issues at quarterback and has one other maybe tangible number two receiver and then go add Decker as this number one guy. He fits in Indy where you can surround the field with all these other pass catchers, too. It's, it's sort of taking a page out of the Bill Pullian handbook. Mm hmm. That when you have a guy like Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck, make sure you get him weapons every year. That would be a brilliant move. I, if I'm Eric Decker, and that would be great because he's very successful and very handsome. I've been on record about that. If I'm Eric Decker, I'm taking a little less money and signing with Andrew Luck. I'm going from Manning to Luck, and I'm basically setting myself for the, up for the Pro Bowl for you know the next decade. That's the move. I feel like too many of these guys get lost. They take the first, the biggest cut. They pull a Greg Jennings. And then you're, where are you? Oh, where are you? You're making more money than any other team would have paid you, and you years. don't care. Yeah, you don't care. You'll probably years. be cut before you yeah. see the contract through, but and you nobody w- will want you. That would have happened anyways, and he's not going to have a job for the rest of his life that pays him one hundredth of what he makes this. now. I'm with Dan on this one. If you can get $7 million for the Colts versus $9 million for right. a bum team, because you, get job, yeah, you, know, you get more job security in Indy. You'll probably be more of a household name in Indy, more Pro Bowls. I like that. And after you get cut after those two years. You don't know what teams are going to be good. You probably have to sign a much lesser contract to continue your career. Let's say you're Greg Jennings in 2015. It probably, at the end of the day, you're losing money by taking more early like that. You one had, of our TV your, guys. Your argument was strong until that one. Except no, one, one of our TV guys yesterday was saying that he was talking to a player 
who has the option, you think, to go to multiple teams and make this I want to go play for a winner for less money thing. And, he, and they asked him, where are you going to go? He goes, I have no idea. He goes, my agent will tell me where I'm going. That it's age, the agents construct these deals. The players don't sit around twiddling their thumbs. That's their well, fault. Well, it is their fault, but that is the business to a large extent. A lot of these free agents, they go out and they get the best deal for them, and they say, this is where you're going. It depends on the person. I guarantee, I guarantee you there are strong-minded people out there making their own decisions. Whereas some of the people just would more feel more comfortable with their agent. I don't disagree. And Dominican Sue wants to negotiate his own contract. That that goes to the lo- over the line of ridiculous. Right. Matt Elam negotiated his own rookie contract, and now he's working in a shoe store during the offseason. Well, that doesn't. But that's not a. That you don't. That's not how to pitch that process. Or, he's a very strong-minded man. I know who, he is, but wants to be. He wants to get his blue-collar roots and say, "Hey, when I'm done with football, I need to know how to run a business." Mm. As long as you don't hire Master P. That's my <laughs> philosophy in the NFL. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, MTV Cribs episodes, Master P. <laughs> How many do you have? I think that's the only that one. A great I, show. I think that's the only one I've really watched all the way through because I was just so impressed uh, with the self-portraits he had in every room. <laughs> it was a different one. Self-portraits? In right. Every- it was just gigantic oil paintings of Master P, like with a dog or out with his friends or whatever. It's, it's it sounds just like Mas- Royal Tenenbaums-esque. Almost was- certainly owned by the government Wait, now, too. How, how, more self-portraits or more posters of Scarface? Well, that was, a, that was yes, part of every Cribs episode right. of a hip-hop star. Scarface was in there. All right, on that note. Master P did some damage, and he made a lot of money. In he, many ways. He changed the game. Well, isn't, wasn't his name Percy Miller, and he tried to sign with the NBA? Uh, yes, he did have aspirations. <laughs> Never quite made it, though. Yeah. Oh, we have. before we leave, I have an update on the map situation. Go ahead. It is ordered. The map and the tax are ordered. It should be here by Friday's podcast. What do the tax? Are they colored, multicolored? I did get the multicolored box, yeah. Very good. All right. On that note, uh, it is time for us to both leave the laboratory. So let's come up the stairs, gentlemen. But also, it's time to go. Uh, It's the end of the ATL podcast for Wednesday. We need some stair sounds, Zach, going up the stairs. Wait, we do. Oh, that. We are walking up the stairs. You don't listen to the podcast. That's what was added on Wednesday, on the last show. Wow, there's a lot to there's a lot to get to. A lot of reading material. Gold standard. You see that you do all that work, <laughs> adding in the the sound effects. All right. Well, they're not sound effects. They're real. It's really happening. We're I leaving see. a lab for real. A short time in the lab <laughs> in the studio today. Yeah, the studio is booked, and uh, we don't get to do our normal amount of time, allotment of time. So we apologize if you're expecting our typical length <laughs> of a show. But a promise that we will be back on Friday. We're gonna do. I'm thinking. A tight 46. On Friday? You know what? Yeah, three days a week. We have nothing to apologize for. What other podcasts are coming at you in the, with the Bang. NFL three days a week? There isn't Craig one. He's out of his chair. Maybe oh, there man. is one. Maybe there isn't one. But uh, we bring w- it. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, Wes and Mark are still down in the lab. Um, all right. Let's just get out of here then. We'll, go, we'll find them. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, we'll be talking all about the news of the league and free agency and the draft and everything you can imagine. Until then, this is Dan Hensa signing off for the boss, the sizzler, the mailman, the gold standard behind the glass. Until Friday. I don't know where Wesseline, the character, ends (laughs) and the real man begins anymore. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.